In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. A resolution opposing any loss of local control over zoning decisions for large wind and solar energy projects has been put off for at least a week by the Berrien County Board of Commissioners. At their Thursday meeting, the board heard the state lawmakers are still shaping their legislation that would shift control of such zoning decisions from local communities to the state. But until the legislature puts their plans in writing, it's not yet known exactly how they propose to do that. Board Chair Mac Elliott said commissioners should hold off on stating their opposition to the bill until there's an actual bill. I would hope within the next seven days, the folks who are dealing with this in Lansing can get that all together. Elliott said the resolution should only be tabled for one week, so it's still fresh and ready to go when the legislature releases their bill. Commissioner Julie Werfel disagreed. We've all experienced this year on how fast this legislature will move a bill and how fast this can happen. And it takes us a minimum of two weeks to pass a resolution. I think it's important that we let our legislators know our stance on this so that as they're crafting this, that they keep those things in mind. Werfel said regardless of what's in the bill, the commission should state its support for keeping zoning decisions at the local level. Nevertheless, the commission voted to table the resolution for one week, with Werfel voting no. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners is keeping an eye on developments with short-term rental legislation now being discussed in Lansing. The board heard from consultant and lobbyist Michael Crombine of the Midwest Strategy Group at a Thursday meeting. He said action is coming soon on short-term rental legislation. But this package is a lot different from previous legislation that would have done away with local control of short-term rentals. These bills will stay out of the Zoning and Enabling Act. I know that that's been a, an issue for local governments sort of at large, that the ability to zone these short-term rentals and have some local control is important. Crombine said this package requires the state to license short-term rentals and it will include a bed tax. Those are details that are still being worked out. If you're going to tax the tourism industry, how do those dollars then stay within the tourism industry? Or in the case of the short-term rentals, we know that local units of government have a cost as they respond to these short-term rental, particularly sort of a weekend incidents, the bad actors type stuff, right? So those conversations are ongoing. Crombine said it's likely most of the tax revenue from short-term rentals will stay local. State Representative Joey Andrews has told us the plan will include a registry for short-term rentals through which residents could lodge complaints about specific properties. Crombie expects the legislation to move in Lansing in the coming weeks. The speed limit will soon change on two roads in St. Joseph Township. Berrien County Road Department Traffic Safety Supervisor Michael Yingling tells us that speed studies were done in 2019 on Miami Road from Napier Avenue to Woodward and May Street from the Benton Harbor City limit to Woodward. They found the current 25-mile-per-hour speed limit is too low. The current 25-mile-per-hour posting is not legal. The speed limit law changed in 2006, and it changed the way that we can do speed limits, so we have to do another study and set a proper speed limit. Yingling says the study found 85% of drivers on those two stretches of roadway go about 40 miles an hour. The state law has an 85th percentile rule which says the speed limit should resemble the speed that drivers actually drive. Therefore, Yingling says the current limit cannot remain in place. A new speed study is being conducted now. When it's done, the road department will apply to the state for a new speed limit, and it's likely to be 40 miles per hour. If you're looking for a job, how about an application to be sheriff of the county? WSJM's Andrew Green reports. The Berrien County Sheriff Appointment Committee is now taking applications for a new Berrien County Sheriff. 
As Sheriff Paul Bailey nears retirement at the end of the year, the committee will need to appoint a temporary replacement for him. That person will serve for one year from Bailey's retirement on December 31st to December 31st of 2024. The appointment committee is comprised of County Clerk Sharon Tyler, Probate Judge Mabel Mayfield, and Prosecuting Attorney Steve Perangeli, and it's requesting candidates use the Berrien County Employment Application Process to be considered. Applications should be submitted to the Personnel Department of the County Administration Building in St. Joseph. A resume and cover letter can also be submitted with the application. There's also an online process, and we have a link to it at our website. The applications are due by 5 p.m. on October 20th. The Sheriff's Appointment Committee will meet November 1st at the county courthouse to review the applications. If needed, interviews will be done later. Andrew Green, WSJM News. Michigan's hands-free driving law took effect in June, but apparently it hasn't stopped everyone from playing with their phones while driving. Jessica Cicino with the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety says they've studied the issue and found phone use isn't the only distraction people face while driving. We were looking at roadside cameras. One advantage to those is that they can collect anything that people are doing, including eating behind the wheel and other things, you know, talking to their children in the backseat, anything that can take their eyes off the road. When we're talking about telematics data, that's looking specifically at distractions from your phone, and so that wouldn't capture some of those other kinds of things that are still distractions. Gino says drivers are still using their phone on average for about 3% of their drive. A majority of it spent texting or just otherwise manipulating the device. Legislation is moving through Lansing that would allow high school athletes in Michigan to cash in on their name, image, and likeness, just like college athletes, just like pro athletes. It was introduced by Democratic Representative Jimmy Wilson of Ypsilanti, who spoke to the Higher Education Committee this week. We want to make sure that we're not having 700 and some odd different high school coaches, athletic directors, um, superintendents getting involved in these contracts. We want everything to be reviewed and come up to the state level at the Michigan High School Athletic Association level for any reviews or denials, uh, approvals. Wilson says students would not be allowed to endorse alcohol, tobacco, adult entertainment, gambling, firearms, or dietary supplements. Their guardian would also have to be involved in drafting any of the contracts. Michigan business leaders are asking lawmakers in Lansing to put the brakes on several proposals that they say pose a threat to the state's economic growth. Wendy Block of the Michigan Chamber of Commerce says they've formed a new coalition called Great Lakes Growth, to oppose what they consider anti-growth, anti-business proposals. There really just seems to be a mad rush to enact a number of bills uh, into law prior to the legislature's adjournment, whether it be in late October or in early October or early November. But our ask of lawmakers is don't rush, slow down, listen to both sides, seek to understand the impacts. Block says business leaders are very concerned about sweeping mandates on both paid leave and clean energy. Auto suppliers are feeling the effects of the UAW's ongoing strike against the big three. Julie Frame of the Motor and Equipment Manufacturers Association, which represents suppliers, says many of their members have already been forced to lay off workers. And those numbers, as long as the strike goes, are expected to grow. We have seen upwards of 30% of the automotive suppliers lay off workers. Now, that's not their entire staff, um, but they are beginning those layoffs already. We expect those to continue to increase as the strike continues. 
Once the strike ends, Frame says some suppliers will still need a week or two to ramp up production. Meanwhile, Frame says they're working with the Biden administration to secure financial assistance for their members, and they're also working with Governor Gretchen Whitmer's office to develop training programs to keep workers employed during the strike. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.